0: You may visit our website for more information at sccview.net. Again, that's sccview.net. Thanks again for listening. I hope that you have a wonderful day. Well, hello, everybody. It's so good to see you today. I'm so glad that you're here. All the good-looking people here again today. That's right. I, I like it. That's right. I like it. You got to own it, right? That's right. He's just going to tell your neighbor he's talking about me. it is so good to see you today i mean it's just man i just couldn't wait for today to get here i'm so excited about what i was going to talk to you about today i started calling at three o'clock this morning just say hey let's just go ahead and talk about it now well today we're continuing our series called fearless family and that's exactly what we want is fearless families as i as i begin to talk about this i'm going to tell you that uh let me ask you a question is there, is there anybody in this room that's, you, I mean, like, I want you to raise your head if you've ever had an argument with someone in your family, just someone in your family, all right, you've ever had an argument. Okay, great. That's about 100%. The rest of you are liars. Matter of fact, you just might want to go ahead right now and just say, God, forgive me. Because, listen, you know, people just say, well, you know what, I guessed it. You know, I'm Christian, you know, Christians don't argue, they don't get angry. Let me tell you something, that, that's baloney. You know, the only people that don't argue or don't get angry is dead people. I mean, people, we all get that way. You know, listen, Rhonda and I have been married for 30 years, and we still have our little times. You know what I'm saying? It, it just doesn't ever go away. I mean, you still have differences. There's going to be people, and you have to work through that stuff. And so today I want to talk to you about that. Like, you know, we want to talk about how to fight right. I mean, we're going to have them. Let's just go ahead and admit it. We're going to have them. We're going to have disagreements. We're going to have arguments. So let's just go ahead and admit that, that, you know, okay, you have them. I have them. Ron and I have them. We have them with people we work with. Listen, you know what? I, like we got all our staff that work here at our church. You, you think, okay, well, everybody wants to go to work at the church. Oh, if I could just go to work at the church, I have a great. No, no, you wouldn't. If you're lazy you wouldn't make it here but uh, but secondly is that we have difficulties I mean we're people there's things that have to get done you know and there's differences so so um uh, you know so I'm just saying that it happens everywhere the thing about that d- that causes fear in our in our relationships sometimes and fears in our families is this is that we have people that handle it differently right some people are exploders aren't they I mean like they get upset and it's just like they just they just vomit their emotions all over you, right? I mean, it's just like, oh, let me tell you, blah, 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 you know. We all know them. Matter of fact, I am one, okay? Is there any other exploders here besides me? Okay, you're going to be honest today, all right? Okay, now listen, if they didn't raise their hand, then they are, don't, don't nudge them. It's okay. But the rest, then, then there's other people that are imploders. and What that means is that they hold it in. And like you know like they hold it in and there's a fire burning and and they're upset about something and you don't know what and you ask hey are you okay they, you are like Is everything all right yeah I'm okay Is anything wrong no nothing's wrong and you know the whole time they're lying and they'll hold on to that for three or four or six months and six months later you found out they was mad at you like something happened a year ago imploders and so neither one of those ways are healthy but what i'm saying is those ways can cause fear in our relation in our families and uh, you know us not to talk about things and so today we have to sort of figure this thing out so i just figured you know what if they offered that class if they offered that class in high school they offered in college i don't know about you but i i sort of skipped the class on how to fight right did you I mean, I, I, didn't, I don't remember taking a class. Okay, this is how you get along as a family. This is how you do this. This is how you have peace, and this is how you work it out. No, 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 no. I, I missed that. And so today, I'm just assuming that you missed it too. And so today, listen, I want to offer you some great wisdom. You know and you know what great wisdom is, right? Is learning from somebody else's mistakes. So look at me. I'm battle-worn right here, right? <laughs> I'm battle-warned, so, so learn from me so that you can get it right right now. And, and I was telling Rhonda this last, yesterday, I, was, we was, I said, Rhonda, do you think it's going to make a difference what i got to say tomorrow? Because she'd already heard it on Thursday. I preached to the staff, you know, and shared with them. I said, because it's my prayer that, man, you don't have to go through and you don't have to deal with the stuff that we've had to deal with because nobody taught us. And so today I want to teach you how to have peace in your home. And not just your, listen, what I'm teaching you today is good for business as well. If you're a business owner or or if you work for somebody, you're an employee, what I'm teaching you today will work universal, but we're focusing on families today. So let's get started. Ready? 1 John 4 and 18. This is our theme verse that we're um, using through this series because it says the truth. Look what it says. It says this. Let's read it together. It's short. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear. So what we've decided is this, is that either we're going to let fear in our homes drive out love, or either we're going to let love drive out fear. So it's either way, you can't have it both ways, you've got to choose which one it's going to be. And I think you'll understand that more as we get through our time together today. So let's go and get started. The first letter that I would like you to write in the letter, the word peace is, is the, the P, which means pray first. Pray first. If we're going to have peace in our home, we have to learn to pray first. Now, as soon as I say pray first, everybody in here goes, oh, know that. Know that. You know, already know that. Move on. Let me tell you something. If you're not doing it, you don't know it. If you're not doing it, you don't know it. So don't just check it off and say, know that. The question is, am I doing that? And if you're doing that, then you know that. But if you're not doing it, you don't know it. So today we want to know that. and Look what the Bible says. This is why James 4. Again, this is God's word that teaches us how to handle this stuff. Okay? He says, why do you fight and argue with each other? Isn't it because you are full of what? Selfish desire. In other words, I want what I want. I want my way. I want my way. Selfish desires that control your bodies. You want something but you don't have and you will do anything to get it now let's read these next four words out loud you ready come on you will even kill now let me just say this to you i don't think we got many murderers right here as far as taking a gun out and shooting someone or stabbing or whatever but i do think we got a lot of murders among us today that we kill people with our tongues don't we i mean like and I've been guilty of that myself. That's why I'm saying I, I am a fellow struggler, okay? And so, so we have to be very careful with what we say. He goes on to say this, but you still cannot get what you want, and you won't get it by what? Fighting and arguing. So what are we to do? You ready? Let's read the rest of it. You should pray for it. Okay. In other words, what he's saying is that prayer should not be the last resort to be the first resort. Here's here's why. The first thing the Bible teaches us is that prayer helps us to vent vertically, vent vertically. You can say anything to God, you can tell, you can talk about anybody to God. That is the only place that's right to just talk about anybody. Matter of fact, when you got something to say about somebody, you just talk, you just tell God everything you want to say about that person, you vent vertically. And when you begin to do it, when you vent vertically, Prayer allows you to begin to voice your feelings now. Here's what I going to tell you I encourage you to do that out loud Not just not just in your mind, you know, not just while you're driving like oh god help them, you know in your mind No, no, no. I challenge you to let it out I mean i'm talking about you know, just like i'm talking to you right now. You let it out. Here's why Because when you begin to talk to god about someone It's amazing how god changes how you talk to someone did you get that when you let out you talk to god about this person you just oh god let me tell you i tell you what god they need this and boom 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 and and it's amazing once you do that it's amazing how god changes once you've done that god changes how you talk to someone god will save your tail he will i mean i'm seriously like if you said to them what you just said to god the way you said it guess what it would be over but god helps you with that why 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 prayer why I'll tell you why why is it important to pray because you know what it's hard to hate in the presence of God It's hard to be a hater in the presence of God You go to talk to God about somebody, you know, you mad at him, you. You're a hater Yeah, I tell you what I can't stand this person and you get it and you start talking to God about him. And you keep talking to God about him. It's amazing how you just can't keep that attitude It's hard to be a hater in the presence of God Now I've told you this uh, Many times before about Rhonda and I, you say, Jeff, what's the what's the thing number one thing that you say has made a difference in your marriage in the last five years? And that is this is that at night I reach over and I'll take her hand, and right before we go to sleep, and I'll I'll ask God to bless her. I'll pray a blessing. Say, God just bless Rhonda. And you know, and she chooses to do the same for me. I'm telling you, we started that practice about five years ago. All those arguments that we begin to have it come down. When prayer went up, argument went down. We prayed together. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. That scared the crud out of me when I first started. You think, you know, I'm, I've been a pastor. I've been a pastor's church for 22 years. You think, you know, I've been a Christian a long time. That shouldn't scare me, but I'm going to tell you it did. I was like, man, this is sort of like, I don't know. But I did it. And I'm going to tell you something mend the rewards Mm, my my, my 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 okay i'll just leave it at that okay that's all i'm going to say all right it's amazing you i, I don't know it's a mirror i I, never, I just better leave that off go on all right so what i'm telling you is is prayer is not the last thing you do prayer is preventative maintenance you know like you have to have the oil changed in your car so your car will keep running and it keeps it running smooth prayer keeps you keeps your relationships running smooth in your home so this is what we said you know matter of fact finish this statement with you ready the family that prays together okay you know it you say i know that no 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 are you doing it if you do that then it'll breathe the glue to help you many people say well i've heard it all before well if you're not doing it, it ain't gonna help you today is your step to do it now this is what we decided we're gonna have hope in our home so This is what we decided hope is. Look, it's coming up on the screen. Let's read this together. You ready? Come on. Home of prayer every day. That's what hope is. If you want hope in your home, I'm telling you, it's preventive. So why don't you do that? Matter of fact, I have a next step for you. The next step is this. It says this on the back of your connection card. It says, I will do my best to pray in my home daily. I will do my best to have prayer in my home daily. So that means that you circle the wagons pray with your kids. I don't care you say well I don't know what to say You say dear god bless my kids or bless my wife or bless my husband and that's it I don't care. it doesn't have to be law. God bless our family. Amen You know Ron and I decided that we are team dolls, you know And that sometimes we have to bring it in like you did on the softball field, you know in the baseball field You got to bring it in here. We're team. We're, we're, we're team dolls. Let's go. Amen I know that sounds crazy. You just look at me like you're the craziest man I've ever seen in my life. I, hang around. I'll surprise you some more. The letter E, ready? Let's move on in peace. The letter E is examine your anger. Examine your anger. So we're going to pray first, and then we have to examine our anger. Now look what the Bible says. Proverbs 29 and 8. People who make fun of wisdom cause trouble in a city, but you might want to just put it right out beside that, in a home as well. People who make fun of wisdom cause trouble in a home, all right? Now let's read what's underlined together. Ready? Come on. But wise people calm calm anger down. Wise people do. Now I want to tell you that when you're experiencing anger, again, I talked a little bit about this last week, but I couldn't tell you everything I wanted to tell you last week, so I had to save some for this week. And so that's what, the, what I want to tell you is that When you begin to get anger anger is not really the real issue It's the secondary issue. It's the secondary emotion Here's what I want to tell you When you're getting angry, there's really something under the surface of that And there's three primary things that's going on when you get angry one of those Is fear One of those is frustration and one of those is hurt one of those three things that happened is that the primary reasons we get angry. Matter of fact, like when you was in elementary school, you had the primary colors, right? The primary colors which are uh, red, blue, and yellow. And out of everything else, all the other colors come out of those three primary colors. That's it. Everything else happens out of that. The same thing with your anger. The same the same thing that's same is the primary emotions is hurt, fear, and frustration is actually what is causing you to be angry? Now let me put it to you and I know another term. Maybe you, maybe you've been dating someone, or in your past, maybe you have dated someone, boyfriend and girlfriend, whatever. And they come to you, you know what? and You've been dating. You're so excited about this relationship. And they come up to you and say, "You know what? I really like you so much. Oh, I just love you so much. But I think we're just, we should just be friends." Okay. Like, why don't you just go ahead and say, well, I'm interested in so-and-so now, right? Oh, there's nobody else. We should just be friends. That's baloney, macaroni, isn't it? That's, that, that's not true. So you, when someone says that to you, you know what? Now, if you're the one saying it to other people, it's kind of nice, right? When somebody says it to you, it still ticks you off, right? It makes you mad. What? What we want to be friends? uh uh-uh. So you get mad. So let me tell you something. You're angry. Well, what's causing that anger? Hurt you hurt me. That's a real issue. That's a real issue is hurt. And some of you here today, you know what? You're people that like to be on time. Some of you are people that love to be on time. Matter of fact, you like to be somewhere at least 15 minutes early to a half hour early. That's you. But unfortunately, there's people that you're connected to in your home that don't value being on time like you do. And so even this morning, some of you had an argument on trying to get here to church today. You know, you're like, hey, we don't have to want to park in the lower parking lot, so let's go and get our, you know, come on. And, and, and they didn't put on, and you've been mad ever since you, you got in the car, because you had to park down the lower parking lot. So anger's not your issue, that's what you're expressing, but really the issue is that you're frustrated. You know you're frustrated, so you got to deal with that, what's called the Frustration. And so here's a question I have for you today. Here's the question I have. What is it in your life? What's beneath your anger? Some of you people sitting in this room today, some of you have had anger going on a long time. And until you get real about it, it's never going to get better. Some of you are imploders, and some of you are exploders. Some of you explode often because you got something that's going on you're not dealing with. What is it? Is it the hurt? Is it the fear? Or is it the frustration? And I'm telling you, your family cannot get better. The people on your job can't get better until you do that. And so I'm telling you today, is deal with those issues. Let's figure out what they are and deal with it. Okay, look what the Bible says. Ephesians... Ephesians 4 26 and 27. He tells us this is what we do. He says don't let sin Don't sin by letting anger what? Control you right? Don't let it control you. You know when you when you when your anger's unchecked Then all of a sudden it makes you a hateful person or a hurtful person So anger is what causes people to be hateful or hurtful Man, have you ever been around a hateful person? I mean, they're just a jerk to everybody aren't they? They don't even like their mama. You know, in school, you know, you, you want to hurt somebody, you crack on their mama, right? It's like, you ever notice that when they was cracking on, they never cracked on dads? So they was like, your mama's so ugly, whatever, you know. They never said, your dad's so ugly. They never said that. Okay, never mind. I don't know. Then we we'll go to the next part. Look what he says. Don't let the sun go down while you're still angry. So basically, he says, you got 12 to 24 hours to get over it. You got to get over it you have got to deal with this emotion you got to deal with it. you can't carry it on and you know oh well i'm just not going to speak to somebody for a week well the bible says you're sinning well you don't know what they did to me no i don't know what they did to you but i know what you're doing to them you're retaliating the bible says you can never get well retaliating we have to figure out you can't do it. it says you got 12 hours to get over it then he goes on for anger gives a foothold to who the devil, the person that wants to kill you, wants to send your soul straight to hell. That's what he wants to do. He wants, your, he wants your family in turmoil all the time. He wants life miserable for you. He just hates you, and he wants you to be miserable. When you get angry, you give him a foothold. You see, when you get angry, you will do things that you normally wouldn't do, right? You're easy prey. And he will put all those thoughts in your mind that will cause you pain and regret later. And so we have to remember that, listen, we have to do, we have to watch this. So that takes us to the letter A. Letter A is this, is act slowly. Act slowly. So we're going to pray first, and then we're going to examine our anger, and then we're going to act slowly, okay? Act slowly. Now this is where most of us get in trouble at. Because I don't know about you, but sort of, I was sort of raised that, listen, somebody hits you, you hit them back. I know, I'm, my parents and grandparents are jacked up, weren't they? It was none of this, oh, you know, turn the other cheek. I didn't even know that was in the Bible until I got grown. (laughs) Turn the other cheek. No, sir. You you know, when I was a kid in preschool, you know, kindergarten, somebody bites. What do you do if a kid bites you? You bite them back. What do you do if the dog bites you? You bite the dog back. (laughs) Dang, some mean folks, you know. I'm all jacked up. God's got to do some work here. But see, we, what I've learned is that we, we have to learn, we have to watch how we act, how uh, we have to act slowly. And here's what I want to tell you don't act impulsively, but act slowly. And here's two questions you might want to write down, okay? The first one is this before you act, what will be accomplished? Before you respond, what will be accomplished? And then the second one is this oh, it's so critical. Here it is. You ready? Who will be wounded? What will be accomplished by my response, by my action, and who will be wounded? Now, let me just tell you, let me, let me talk to you just a second. You got, especially you, you've got children at home. You think you can talk to your spouse any way you want to. And you can shout at them, you can curse at them, you can do whatever you want to, You think you can do what you want to. And I'm going to tell you something. You've got some bystanders that are being wounded. When you cuss some people out, your kids are being Wounded. And so you got to be careful what you do. The people around you are, it's not just the person you're directing that, it's the person who's getting it indirectly. So you got to be careful because you're wounding them. Matter of fact, I would show you this example. Look at this picture with you. You see that picture? What is that? It's a nail and a piece of wood, right? I would challenge you to get this picture in your mind. Every time that you think about lashing out at someone, acting, you know, acting about, I want you to picture getting a nail and driving it into the woods. I want you to just picture hitting, hammering a nail right into a piece of wood. Picture that. And then when you get over it, see, when we get over it, we go, oh, man, I was a jerk. I was a, I was a donkey. You know, I shouldn't have done that. I'm sorry. And we apologize and say, I'm sorry. And it's like pulling the nail out, right, when you say, I'm sorry, right? Now, look what happens when the nail comes out. What's wrong with that the board didn't go back to its original shape did it even though you pull the nail out there's still the wound there's still the mark inside of that person I'm telling you and so you can say I'm sorry and they say okay I forgive you but my friend the damage has been done and it takes God to do the healing at that and so I want you to always keep that picture in your mind before you just let yourself go I want you to let yourself grow and by the way this is what mature people do you know everything i'm talking to you about is what mature people do so we're learning to grow up in god's word okay look what the bible says proverbs 13 and 16 says this sensible people always think before they act now watch this last part here we go but stupid people what advertise their ignorance dear god how social media has made that so true Wouldn't you, wouldn't you agree with that? Because some people, do. I mean, they show how stupid they are on, on, on social media. I read some, sometimes I read some, I'm like, are you kidding? Is this, what's this person's IQ, zero? Are you kidding me? Listen, this is one thing to be stupid by yourself, but my goodness. Put it out there before everybody else. matter of fact, sometimes when we get irritated as well, We do nonverbal things to be a little, uh, you know, to display our displeasure, right? We display our displeasure by, sometimes, I've seen there's a a universal sign that some people show me, sometimes, I've seen it all, I've been all across our country, I've been out of our country, I'm telling you, there's a universal sign that some people use to show me they're displeased with me. (laughs) How are you? (laughs) You ever had that one? (laughs) (laughs) so what i'm saying to you is that listen we have to be very very careful and and look go back up that verse there's there's foreign key words in this verse. and the first it says this it says think before they act that's what wise people do sensible people always think before they act okay so that that goes against everything we were taught now here's why i want to teach you three things right now three things listen look at me just a second if you get this If you get this, it will save your tail. It will save you. It will save you heartache, pain. It will save your children. If you can begin to pass this down to your kids and grandkids and all that stuff, then it will save them. It will make your job better. It will make your family better. It will make school better, make everything better. You ready? Here they are. The first one is this, is pause. Would you write that down? Pause. Matter of fact, we have the little pause symbol right there beside that because before you before you act you just need to hit say, i need to hit the pause button just a second if i can just pause on this just a second if i don't tell you what i'm thinking right now i'll be okay so i gotta hit the pause button and listen the rule that i have is about 24 hours i need to pause sometimes when people come at me and they like blah 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 i'm like listen friend whoa, 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 wait a minute you've had several days or weeks to think about what you want to say to me would you give me at least 24 hours to think about what i want to say back to you because if I say what I'm saying then, we ain't gonna be friends no more. I mean, seriously, come on. I mean, do you feel that way? I mean, you're yelling at me, you telling me what a jerk I am. No, 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 no. I need some time to process, and that's the next one is process. You have the little wheel, like when you turn your computer on, you know that little thing just circling right there, trying to get on the internet, it's just circling, it's processing. That's what you need to process. And then the third thing is proceed. So you pause, you process, you proceed. You pause first, you process how you're going to respond, and then you proceed. You pause, you process, you proceed. Now I have this little card right here for you. I want you to take it, and I want you to take it to school. I want you to take it to work. I want you to take it somewhere you're going to see it every day because what I have is the pause button here, the little circle thing like on your computer that means process, and then the play button that means proceed. So you need to put this up. Matter of fact, put it up where people can see it. And they're going to say, what's that? you're going to say, man, that right there has saved my rear end. It is. This is my get-out-of-jail-free card. That's what it is. I get to pass go. I get $200 when I do this. What do you do? Well, I pause, I process, and then I proceed, right? And so you just put that up. I mean, this looks like one of those weird tattoos I can never understand. Never mind. Okay. I got that weird thing about me. I see someone's got a tattoo. I want to ask them about it. Ron's like, Jeff, you don't need to ask that. I said, well, they got a tattoo. They wanted something. (laughs) They're just telling somebody something. I want to know what it means. Okay. (laughs) I know, and I just need to move on, don't I? So Paul's process proceeds. So letter C is this. Let's go to letter C. You ready? It's consider their condition. Consider their condition. Look what the Bible says. He says, don't look out only for your own interest. Let's read what's underlined. You ready? But take an interest in others too. Take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. In other words, some people you've got to talk to, you know something's going on. Listen, when a person attacks you verbally or attacks you you know through text messages or email or whatever and by the way that's a bad way to have difficult conversations you understand that right he i can't listen you can't get my emotions through a text message and i can't get yours through an email so that's a bad way to have a difficult conversation so what i want to say to you is that when someone comes at me like that and they're you know they're just sort of own strong i just begin to ask this question i let them say what they got to say and that, you know i'm praying the whole time oh god help me keep my mouth shut help me keep my mouth shut god help me keep my mouth shut oh because i'm going to say something wrong and then finally when they get done i'm like are you okay are you okay it just seems like something's wrong and usually guess what there's a hurt there's a fear or there's a frustration And if we can get to that, what's going on, then then we're going to be okay. You know, we can get to the real thing. And again, that's what mature people do. Mature people are like, okay, there's something going on here, deeper than what I can see. There's a hurt, there's a fear, there's a frustration. And if you can begin to ask those questions, are you okay? It's amazing how it changes things in their lives. And so, the thing that I wanted to say to you that, you know... I talked to a guy, a friend of mine, one time, a long time ago. He said, you know, they had a family pet, a little dog. They loved that dog. You know, it was great. They, he's sitting there laughing. He just, it's a great, they love this dog. And it loved them. And it was awesome. And somehow it got run over, it got out and got run over. He runs out to the road. He picks up his dog that he loves so much. And the dog loved him so much. And when he picks it up, the dog bites his nose off. Literally, I mean, he has to have his soul back on. He's got scars to show it. And what, you know, I'm going to tell you something. Hurting people hurt people. That dog was so kind and loved that family so much, but because it was in so much pain when he picked it up, it just lashed out. And that's what people are like in your life. They're just in so much pain. And you've heard the statement. You've heard it said, hurting people hurt people. Well, look at this. i got another statement. Let's read it all. Right here it goes. Hurting people hurt people, but help people hurt i'm sorry i said that wrong didn't i all right let's try it again you ready hurting people hurt people but healed people help people healed people help so when you've been healed you're the one that can help someone you you should identify someone that's hurting right listen jesus saves people but jesus uses people to heal people and God sends somebody your way that's a pain and a rump right now. And the reason is, is because God knows that they got a hurt, they got a fear, they got a frustration that you're gonna help them with. And that's why I love Connect groups, by the way. We're signing up again in September. But that's why. Because God puts me among some people that can help heal me. See what I'm talking about? Hurting people, hurt people, but healed people help people. And so I guess that's why you know if you're still hurting is if you're still lashing out. But when you find yourself not lashing out so much, you realize that God has healed me of that so I can help somebody else. And when they calm down and say, you know what, I used to be just like you, but I had to deal with this hurt. I had to deal with this fear. I had to deal with this frustration. And it's amazing what God will do in your life. So I have this for the next step here. Look what it says. It says, I will do my best to recognize and help a hurting person. So you've got to ask God to help you recognize that hurting person. Who is it around me that's hurting? Who's lashing out in your family right now? Who's, they're hurting. They're hurting. Okay. The last one is this. Is go the extra mile. Go the extra mile. Go the extra mile. You know what? When you, when you get this down, as you're working on look, look at me just a second. I know you're finishing writing that, but look, I don't have all this down. As I said earlier, I'm a fellow struggler. You know that? I'm a fellow. I don't have a, do I do all this right? No, all the time, no, but I'm getting better. I'm growing up. I'm getting better. And so what I want to tell you today is that, listen, when you become a person of peace, people track you down. Do you know if you begin to apply this in your family that more people are going to be attracted to you in your family, they're going to want to be around you more? When you apply this on your job, do you know that, that people are going to be attracted to you want to be around you more? When you apply this at school, you know what? That people are going to want to be around you a little bit more. In other words, people follow a person of peace. And So you'll be better. You want to raise on your job? Become a person of peace. You want, you know, you want favor with your teacher or your professor? Become a person of peace. And it's amazing what will happen so go to the extra mile look what jesus said matthew 5 and 41 jesus said this he said if someone forces you to go how many miles one mile notice he said force if someone forces you to go one mile then let's read what's on you ready go with him two miles go within two miles now this is very important because in jesus day you know the romans were in charge and and the uh, roman soldiers would walk around and they had these big packs they would carry and they'd carry their equipment and it was a law that the romans could grab you a normal citizen and say hey i want you to carry my pack and they could make you no matter where you were going what you're doing they could force you to carry it one mile and there's nothing you could do you had to carry it one mile and so Jesus, in this context of all this, he's saying, okay, we, used to know, we know what it's like to be forced to carry something one mile. We know it's forced, but Jesus said, i tell you what, don't just carry one mile, but go another mile. And see, this is what we call biblical love. Biblical love is not just, oh, I feel good toward you all the time. No, that's not biblical love. Shoot, you don't feel good to anybody all the time. Shoot, don't even like me sometimes. Right? You know what I'm talking about. Like, dang, who are you, man? You know, jacked up. So biblical love is this. It's on your outline. I have it on the screen coming up. Look what biblical love. Biblical love is a choice to do good for another person regardless of what I feel. That's biblical love. It's a choice to do good toward another person regardless of what I feel. That's how you can love your enemy. I don't like you, but I can still do good toward you. Right? That's what biblical love is. So Jesus says when it comes to this biblical love that you, gotta, you and I have to go the second mile. Now let me just tell you something. I started running again last year. And you know, like last year I, 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 I did the Peace Tree Road Race. I did the half marathon. Some of you here have done that with me. And this year again, I'm doing, I, we did the Peace Tree already. We'll be doing the 10-miler in October and the, the half marathon, which is 13 miles uh, in, on Thanksgiving Day. So I know a little bit about running. I can tell you this, I've been running for over a year, and I would, someone would say, well, you're an experienced runner, but I can tell you, every time I get out of my car and I go to a place to run, I can tell you this, when I get out and I do that first mile, when I start running, I feel like I'm going to die. I'm, I'm not kidding you. I mean, every time, it hasn't changed. Every time, I get out there and I'm like, okay, I, go. I got this, you know, I got this. And I mean, I, I'm, before I get through the first mile, I, I'm tired today. Man, I can't breathe good today. I don't, something's wrong with me. I just, I, you know, I must have worked out too hard. I, Ronnie must have worked me hard in the yards or something. I don't know. i am just wore out. The first mile is forced. It's forced. Some of you have tried diets. Some of you have tried exercise. You know the, those first couple of weeks, that first week, if you can get past that first week, then, you know, you get through it. But it's that first week. It's forced. But what I've found out is this listen, if I can just make it that first mile, if I can just make it that first mile, I make it that first mile. It's amazing what happens in the second mile. When I get in the second mile, it's amazing how my breathing begins to all of a sudden uh, get at a steady pace, how my rhythm of my heart begins to get in a steady pace. All of a sudden, my body gets in a rhythm. And then after that, through that second mile, and after that second mile, it's like, okay, I got this, you know? It's just getting through that second mile. And so Jesus is saying this, listen, in your relationships, in biblical love, Jesus is saying the first mile, if there's chaos in your home right now, listen, you're mad at somebody in your home. It could be your spouse, it could be your parent, it could be your child, whoever. You're mad at somebody right now. And right now, you're having to force yourself to do good. You're having to force yourself to do good in spite of your feelings. Jesus said, that's the first mile. You just keep forcing yourself and you get through the first mile. He said, but when you get to the second mile, All of a sudden, when you get to the second mile, after you've done that, guess what? All of a sudden, things start getting rhythm. Your attitude begins to change. You begin to see the people around you begin to change. It's in the second mile that the miracle begins to happen. And I can tell you this. It's in the second mile of relationships. It's in the second mile of love that Jesus himself shows up, and he gives you a strength that you didn't know you had. He gives you a courage you didn't know you had. He gives you a confidence you didn't know you had. And Jesus himself begins to move and a miracle begins to happen in your home it's in the second mile it's in the second mile it's not it's not well you said this to me and i ain't doing this to you No, no 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 you were ugly to me you shouldn't have said that to me you treated me like a dog but let me tell you something i know that jesus said i'm to love you regardless and i'm gonna love you no matter what you do to me no matter what you say to me i'm gonna be right here i'm not leaving i'm not quitting i'm gonna be right here to love you no matter what that's the second mile. It's in the second mile that the miracle comes. Listen, if you're tired of starting over with people, quit quitting. Quit quitting. Jesus said in Matthew eleven twenty eight 28, He says, come to me, all you that are weary and heavy laden. Come to me, come to me, come to me, weary and burdened, and I will give you rest Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. He said, learn from me. I will teach you in the second mile. For I am gentle and I am humble in heart, and you will find rest for your soul. Today is the day that you come to Jesus. Some of you are not Christ followers, and today is the day you're stepping across the line, and you, listen, you can't have all this stuff. All this You don't know about the second mile until you take the first step, and that's come to Jesus. And there's a prayer in our program to become a Christ follower. You can pray it. You don't need me to do it with you. We just say check it on the back of our connection card. This is I'm praying the prayer to become a Christ follower. The rest of you, would you stand with me right now? All over this room. All over this room. All over this room. Listen. All over this room. All over this room. As I pray. Listen. I have prayed for you this week. I have been. I've been on my knees praying for you this week something you've got to come to Jesus oh you're already a Christian but you've got to come to Jesus because you've been ugly your attitude stinks and you know what you've got to get that straightened out you've been in the first mile you've been forcing it and you've, you've been fighting it the whole way you're like I ain't doing this you know I'm gonna. you've already quit in your mind today right now in the name of Jesus you decide I'm going the second mile 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 to experience the miracle of God. Right now, you have to choose it. Right now, you have to say, God, that's me. I want the second mile. God, I need this. I need you now. I, I, I'm tired, and, and I'm worn, but God, I, I want to come to you. I want to learn from you, and I want to partner with you, Jesus. Right now. I pray today. You've got to pray. And listen, after I say this prayer, if you want to come down here and you want to kneel and you want to pray before all God, by yourself. You don't have to hold anybody's hand. You pray by yourself. Feel free to do that. You ready? Let's pray right now. Father, right now, in the name of your son, Jesus, we come to you right now. God, Lord, this moment, there's a lot of people, God, that's in in the first mile in this room, God. They've been feeling forced, oh, God. They're in a situation, and and they're struggling, oh, God. It's just tough right now. It may be with a a child, God, that's struggling with a parent, oh, Lord. A parent that's struggling with a child or a husband, a wife that's struggling, oh, God. All right, Lord, you know what the situation is. You know the job situation. And right now, God, they're thinking about quitting, Lord. They walked in today thinking about giving up, oh, Lord. But right now, Lord, they're deciding that they're going to move from the first mile, and they're going to keep forcing. God, they're going to keep going and then you Holy Spirit are going to come in and you're going to help them as they start this second mile we're not quitters here, oh God we're not giving up, Lord our families are worth fighting for God, they're worth fighting for we will hold them up in the name of Jesus right now, God, we declare we are second mile people in Jesus' name we receive your Spirit's power Jesus. Amen. Come on. Worship with us. Our altar is open. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net, and click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.